0: As I indicated uh, last week, we are going to be finishing off uh, this great series that we, we, we had for the past few weeks on the mystery of the edges, all right? So today we are going to be on part seven of that message, which, which is the uh, final uh, installment of that series, which is the final episode of that series, So if you can open your Bible with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 20. The book of Revelation, chapter 20. So we are going to go through uh, a a couple of verses in Revelation, chapter 20, chapter 21, and we'll end with chapter 22 so that we can um, conclude the matter. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory. So are we there? Are we there? Right. So um, in the previous message, I spoke about how Christ Jesus was supposed to reign, isn't it? He was supposed to reign until he had put all his enemies under his feet, isn't it? And then the Bible says the last enemy to be destroyed or to be put down is death, all right? So you are going to find out that Jesus was going to reign, or rather he is going to reign for a thousand years in the period that we call the millennium, isn't it? So during that millennium, he's is going to put down all rebellion. he's is going to put down all authority. That is contrary. He's is going to put down all his enemies during that period of one thousand years. And even when that period ends, all right, that's when he shall put all enemies under his feet. Uh, 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 finally, all right? <laughs> yeah. In other words, we, we want to hear about uh, uh, God's enemies or the devil or uh, um, anything contrary uh, in the kingdom of God after that, okay? Right. So I'm going to uh, read from verse 7 of Revelation chapter 20 so that, we see how these things unfold. So as we read, as we go through those scriptures, I will be explaining what will be happening, all right? So verse 7 says, And when the thousand years are expired, all right, the thousand years where Jesus Christ is supposed to to reign on the earth, isn't it? So when those uh, uh, 1,000 years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, okay? So we said that at the beginning of the 1,000 years when Jesus Christ returns to reign on the earth, Satan is bound, isn't it? Right. But after a period of uh, 1,000 years when he shall be reigning, then the devil shall be loosed out of his prison, Meaning uh, meaning that when Jesus shall reign on the earth, the devil will not be on the earth the devil and his angels. So there won't be any influence, right, that will be coming from the devil in this camp. So that's when we shall experience that utopia that we, we, we dream about to say, if only things were perfect on the earth. So things are going to be perfect during Jesus' reign. In Jesus' name, Amen. So there are a couple of things that will uh, uh, happen during that period. For example, you know that... Uh, uh, just after Adam fell, people used to live for 800, 900 years. You, you get this? Close to a 1,000 years. So when Jesus comes, who is what? The second Adam, right? When he comes, the second man, the last Adam, when he comes. So there's going to be a restoration of that. So during that millennium, men shall again, shall again live for a 1,000 years. You get this, right? So the people that will only die during that period are the people that would have sinned. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Right, so after the thousand years are expired, that's when Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out, verse 8, to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So the devil, when he's loosed out, he's going to do the same old things. So you are going to see that the devil will never change. Well, some will think that, no, maybe the devil is going to change when he's bound for a thousand years, you will have time to reflect. No, when he comes out, you come out and do the same things. So the devil will never change, all right? So he's coming out and he's seeing people who are living happily, all right? The Bible says there won't be war, Right? anymore during that 1,000 years. In other words, people will beat their swords into plowshares. You get this? They won't be. Nations will not learn war anymore during that time. So when the devil comes, what does he do? He incites the people again. He deceives the people again. So now you can actually tell uh, 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 the, 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 the effect that the devil had on the earth, isn't it? Because there's a clear difference between the time when Jesus was not here, right, and the time when Jesus was here and the devil was out of the picture, all right, right. So you are going to see that there are people that will enter the millennium and will live through the millennium, okay, to the end, and then there will be people that will be born during the millennium. So those people that will be born during the millennium will not experience the deception of the devil. They won't know about the devil. You get this? Amen. Until the devil is released from his prison after a thousand years. So, when he begins to deceive people, that will be the final test on men. Are they going to obey God or not? Before uh, 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 God ushers in the eternal period, all right? Before he ushers in uh, uh, his kingdom in eternity, Okay? That is what will happen. He deceives people again. So when he deceives people, there are some who are going to side with the devil. These are the people here, the Bible is saying, they will go against the camp of the saints. And they are like the sand of the sea. There will be a lot. You would think that after Jesus, had manifested himself on the earth, everyone will say no to to the devil. (laughs) But still there will be others there whose minds will will say, if only we had an opportunity to rebel against this Christ, they will be there. So they might not rebel openly, but they are waiting for someone to come and lead them, and they say, yes, let's go against Christ. Let's fight against them. We don't want their rule. Remember, the saints will be ruling over the world. So they will be saying, we don't want these people to rule over us. So they will bend together with the devil to come against uh, the camp of the saints. Verse 9. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city, and a fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Okay? So when they are about to attack the camp of the saints, then the Bible says the fire comes down from heaven and consumes all of them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. Look at that. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So here the Bible is talking about the beast and the false prophet. They were thrown into the lake of fire when at the second coming before the 1,000 years when Jesus came. That's when the Bible says the beast and the false prophet were taken and put in the lake of fire. While Satan was what? Shut down in the pit. You get this? So when uh, Satan now was taken after these 1,000 years, right? He is now put again in the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are. There are others who teach that, you know, uh, they won't be suffering forever and ever. All these people, they they shall just be destroyed. You get this. There are people who say that, saying, you you know, God is not that cruel. No, you don't know your scriptures. The beast and the false prophet, who are human, were thrown into the lake of fire. And after a thousand years, they were still there, burning, but not burning up. Burning and not burning up. You know a good example is, you know uh church, I'm uh, I'm not I'm not you know, uh, that metal thing you put kumusha, and then you put your pot on, on it. What do you call it? Well, you know it. It's made of metal, right? How many times have you been cooking on it? Has it been burning up? You see? So their bodies will be made up of a material where they will not burn up, but they will remain in the fire. Because you know that uh, everyone is going to be resurrected. I said this before. But the resurrections are different. The saints will be resurrected into eternal life and glory, while those that didn't listen to God, that were rebellious, will be raised up to what? To be thrown into the lake of fire, rise to judgment. You know that—that that is when I gave my life to Jesus. When I heard uh, uh, this pastor talking about this, I said, "You know what? Why should I waste the few days that I have on the earth so that I can end up in the lake of fire?" No, I won't. That's when I made the decision to be what? to be good, and listen to God, and believe the gospel. <laughs> So I, 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 I don't preach, you know, uh, uh, this funny gospel. I don't. You know, it depends. It depends with what you heard and what you believed. You hear this? The first message that you heard and believed, you might end up thinking that is the gospel. <laughs> so you, you need to, to, to correct yourself. If your view of the gospel is what? Is not correct. Was most of us, the gospel that we know is uh, Jesus is going to make our life good here on earth. You need to correct that view. He was talking about suffering when we're, when we're praying about that. Praise beyond measure. You get this. But what Paul was saying was that so that I may get hold of eternal life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. So, the devil was cast in the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, I want you to see this. When the devil deceived people, right, at the close of the millennium, I want you to see this. There are others that what uh, listen to the devil. These are the people that were destroyed by the fire. You get this? But what about the people that did not listen to the devil? They were not destroyed. They were not what? Destroyed, which means that these people will also enter into the eternal kingdom. They will enter into the new heaven and the new earth. You get this? But then the Bible does not talk of a resurrection or a glorification for them. That's why in the new heaven and the new earth, we also have natural men entering in. The people that, were, that came out of the millennial period and the people that were born during the millennium will enter into the eternal new, uh, new heavens and the new earth. You get this? So God will carry out his plan, his original plan, with Adam and Eve before to multiply and populate the earth. amen. Come on. Think about it a little bit. Now, so, after this has happened, that's when the judgment happens, what we call the final judgment. All right? We hear a lot of people quoting this about the great white throne, isn't it? Let's talk about that a little bit. You see, it happens at the close of the millennium verse 11 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and i saw the dead small and great stand before god i saw the dead i saw The dead. So these are the people who were rebellious. Wicked people. People who lived in sin. People who did not receive the gospel. You get this? People who didn't obey God. So this is the second resurrection. Remember the Bible said, Blessed is the one who takes part in the first resurrection. Because these people shall be priests of God and they shall reign with him. But if you rise in the second resurrection, (laughs) to the lake of fire you shall go. That's why the Bible says, I saw the dead. Small and great stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. Death was cast into the lake of fire. You see, death is a spirit. So that is when death is what is put down for good. Because the Bible says it's the last enemy, isn't it? The last enemy. So this is the second death. So if you uh, 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 find yourself partaking in the second death, it's it's finished, it's done. You see, there can be no hope for you anymore. There's there's no salvation for you. But where the devil is, that is where you are, you will go. But you won't go there relax. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. (laughs) It's for those people that we are preaching the gospel to, to say, believe the gospel. Because if you don't believe the gospel, this is your destiny. This is where you end up. Verse 15, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now think about that a little bit. Would you want this to be your end? Would you? You see, it's not worth it. What is it that you love so much on this earth <laughs> that you say, I oh, know it's fine that I enjoy myself? You know, uh, I, can, I can get into the lake of fire, it's fine. I'd rather enjoy myself right now. What is it? Hmm? Jesus said, What will you give in exchange for your soul? <laughs> that is what he meant. It's not, worth it, uh, it's not worth it, isn't it? In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. So that is the end of all rebellion. When the Bible says, for he must reign until he has put down all his enemies under his feet. This is the conclusion of the matter. So after that, that's when the Bible talks about the new heaven and the new earth. All right. So we want to talk about that a little bit and also the new Jerusalem, all right? So we are going to look at the place where we are going to live in eternity, all right? Where we shall live eternally. So when we are saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's make our calling and election sure. This is what we want. We want to end up here. You get this. So we want to see what this looks like according to the description that was given by the Apostle John here in Revelation 21. So let's go to this one. Right. So he says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Wow. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. So this world, you know, the Bible says this world shall pass away, <laughs> but my words shall never pass away, you see. So this heaven, this earth shall pass away and there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, you see. Even the Apostle Peter says, uh, you know, this, this uh, heaven and the earth, you know, is reserved for fire, which means God shall uh, purify this heaven and this earth by fire. You get this? The Bible, uh, 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 in uh, the previous chapter that we read, the Bible says the fire came down from heaven and destroyed all of them. So God is to purify this world. He has to purify these heavens by fire. And then God will what? Will create a new heaven and a new earth. So, it might not be a different earth, but it could still be this earth. You get this? Because when it's purified by fire, it becomes new. That's why the Bible says, He shall make all things new. The Bible does not say, He shall make new things, but all things new. I'm still the old man, but God has made me new when I was born again. You get this? My body shall be made new. Through the resurrection. So even the earth shall be made new. <laughs> wow. Interesting, isn't it? So, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. Okay? So this city of God called the New Jerusalem is coming down from heaven, coming where? To the earth. Right? To the earth. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. So God's desire is to dwell amongst man. You remember when he told Moses, Make a tabernacle so that I may come and dwell in the midst of the children of Israel. So they made a tabernacle and the presence of God came and dwelt in the tabernacle amongst the children of Israel. So in other words, God was saying, it's my desire to dwell among my people. So that is the same thing that is going to happen. The city of God shall come down so that God may dwell among men. Wow. You get this? Right. Verse 4 And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. You see this? No more death because death has been put down as the last enemy. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. So everything that you can think of That may cause sorrow. That may cause pain. Everything shall be gone. What causes you to cry today, you will never cry again. You hear this? Don't you want that? Come on. Don't you want that? The reason why you are weeping in this earth is because of these things. That shall be taken away And the Bible is saying these things shall be normal. Because God is not the author of these things. It's the devil who is the author of all these things. I always tell people that this earth is not normal. But yet, people think this earth is normal. So you are programmed to think pain is normal. Or a lake is normal. Or a poverty is normal. (laughs) All these things are not normal. God shall take all these things away. Wow. Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. You see? He restores all things. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. You see? It is what? It is done. It is done. You remember what uh, the angel said? That at the last trumpet, the mystery of God should be finished. (laughs) As he declared to his servants, the prophets. So when God says it is done, the mystery is done. That's why our message ends today. (laughs) It is done. So that will be the end of the matter. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I'll give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. So he's talking about salvation. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. He that shall. Come on. Mm. He that overcomes. That's why I always say you must overcome. You must overcome. Right. So this person who overcomes shall inherit all things. So all things in the new earth and the new heavens will belong to you. That's why Paul said, for all things are yours. All things are yours. If you are a son of God, the Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ, isn't it? We are joint heirs. In other words, what belongs to Christ belongs to me. And we know that everything belongs to Christ. So all things are mine. <laughs> Jesus said, you are not of this world. <laughs> wow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he shall inherit all things. And he says, I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. He shall be my son. That's why I always told you that uh, if you are a son of God, and you are joined heirs with Christ, and the Bible says Christ shall reign. That's why the Bible says we shall reign together, because we are joined heirs. You get this? That means we shall reign over Something. The nations are not going to end uh, after the 1,000-year uh, period of the millennium. The nations will continue into eternity. You are going to see that. Because remember what I told you about those people that shall be saved out of the millennium. They will enter into the eternal kingdom. So those will be the subjects of the kingdom. While you are the rulers of the kingdom. Mm. Right, great. Let's go on. Verse nine. So here we we, we see the description of this new Jerusalem, this city of God, right? Which is going to be the eternal home of the saints, right? So I wanted to... uh, uh, Listen very carefully so that you see, you know, the Bible always says, may the Lord open your eyes so that you see the hope of your calling. See it, visualize it. So when we read the scriptures, visualize, I want you to see the city with your inner eye. See the city, see the description, see the glory. You get it? Verse nine, and they came unto me, One of the seven angels, which uh, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. So he calls the city the bride of Christ. You get it? Right. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So this is the city that Abraham saw. You remember what I said before? When the Bible says uh, he was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. So that is why he lived like a what? A stranger on the earth, like a sojourner. He was looking for better things. So this is the better thing that we are also looking for. That's why we are saying you know we, we are not citizens of this earth. We are just passing through. Our home is what is up there. Right. So it was descending out of heaven from God. Coming to the what? To the earth. Right. Having the glory of God and a light was like unto a stone most precious. So the whole city is like a jewel. Wonderful. Think about that. Shining. Even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. A city that is clear as crystal. Look at that. Visualize it. And yet a great wall, yet a wall great and high. And yet 12 gates. And at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. You see why it's called the New Jerusalem. So each gate has a name of a tribe on it. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the lame. Look at that. So the city had 12 foundations, and on each uh, foundation, there was a name written, which was what? The name of one of the 12 apostles. So if you looked at the foundations, 12 of them, you see Peter written there. You see another name written there. Probably that could be John. You see James written there. That's why the Bible says, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles, And the prophets, you get it? Wow. So you you can even see uh, the sacrifice that these apostles went through. They deserve to be written there. (laughs) Wow. My God. In Jesus' mighty name. I remember, you know, uh, when I read that scripture, I asked myself, say, (laughs) Only it was merely also written there. (laughs) But well, uh, God had already chosen, isn't it? But I know I will have a portion in the city. But God knows what portion that shall be. But what I have to make sure is that no one takes my crown. No one takes my reward. That is what I have to make sure. Right. Let's jump to verse 21. Some of these verses you can read on your own. So in the 12 gates... Were 12 pearls. So the whole gate made out of a pearl. You know, on the earth we don't have uh, pearls as, as, as big as this. But God can make anything, isn't it? He's the creator after all. Every several gate was made of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. Hmm? You know, uh, uh, these roads uh, uh, that you take pride in, the others who take pride in, uh, uh, what do you call this road? In enterprise road. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And the government says, ah, we are doing wonderful work. Look at this road. My friend, there is a road made of gold, pure gold here. And these roads, they run for kilometers and kilometers. Because you know what? Uh, uh, The Bible says uh, uh, the city is what? 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles, which is about 2,400 kilometers by 2,400 kilometers. So we have roads of gold that run for 2,400 kilometers. Maybe from here to Cape Town. Come on. Wow. Wow. Verse 22. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the lamp are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the lamp is the light thereof. So there is no need for light in the city. 24-7 is light because God is light. You see? Verse 24. Listen very carefully to this one now. And the nations of them which are served shall walk in the light of it. You see, nations shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. So there will be kings on the earth that will bring their glory and honor onto it. Remember, this is a city that has come down on the earth. So it's 2,400 by 2,400. So it's going to cover, let's say, a small portion of the earth. But the earth will remain as it is, like this. So people will be able to live outside the city. You get it? And they should be able to come in with the glory <laughs> of the nations into the city. Come with gifts into the city. But you remember where the Bible says, but you shall live in the city. God will make you a pillar in his temple and you, you shall not need to go out there will be others who will be coming in to bring glory. Wow. Remember, you are a son. Are you forgetting this? You are a son. Everything belongs to you. Wow. Right. 25. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there, so there won't be any night, so the gates will remain open. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. It's not you who is going to bring the glory and honor. Because you will be reigning with Christ. You are the rulers in this kingdom. Ah, I'm not sure if I say these things. (laughs) You see. So that you end up just doing things for the kingdom only. Looking at that which God has prepared for you. That's why I always say when the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear heard, what the Lord has prepared for his people, those that love him. Don't misuse the scripture. Right? These are the things which God has prepared. But then the Bible goes on to say, but he is revealing these things to us by his spirit. These are the things that are being revealed. Wow. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Right, so let's go to chapter 22 now. Chapter 22. So, uh, when I was talking about the dimensions uh, of the city, right, dimensions of the city, in my own measurements, I saw that the city is about uh, 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 15 times bigger than Zimbabwe. This city of God, about 15 times the size of Zimbabwe. Length, width, height. Look at this. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. So if you're wondering whether we're going to fit into that city, we will fit into that city. Because billions of people can live in that city. Huge. Glorious. With God at the center. You remember the Bible says, the mountain of God. Who shall live in the mountain of God? Who shall live in his holy hill? So the throne of God will be lifted up. On the mount of the congregation. So we can see it from every corner. My God. It's a story for another day. In Jesus name, amen. So, verse 3 says, And there shall be no more curse. No more curse. If the Bible says there shall be no more curse, that means right now is what? It's there. There is a curse (laughs) that is on the earth. You see? And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets has sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. So these things must shortly be, be done. They must be fulfilled as quickly as possible. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And yet you have people who don't want to teach this book. Or even people who don't want to listen to the book. The Bible is saying blessed if you keep the things that are written in this book. So we must teach them and we must talk about them all the time. To put you into remembrance. Verse 12. And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. You know, I quote this scripture many times. I come quickly and my reward is with me. Here's a reward for you. To give every man according as his work shall be. According to the work that you have done, according to the work you have done, according to the work you have done. So if he's going to come and reward us according to the work that we have done, then what should we be doing on the earth? Doing the work. That's the whole point. Doing the work. (laughs) Wow. You know, sometimes it's so hard to get people to see this picture. But it's right there, it's so plain. It's about the work. It's about the work. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right, that was verse what? That was verse 12, isn't it? So I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. You remember that was a promise that Jesus spoke to the seven churches. He said those who overcome, they shall have right to the tree of life. He's speaking to the churches. When you overcome, you have a right to the tree of life. Amen. Because that is what will make sure that your life now you have a life in perpetuity, that tree of life. You know, when Adam sinned, he was not allowed to eat from that tree of life. You see? He was not allowed. But now, after you've been redeemed, now you can eat from the tree of life. You can eat from the tree of life. But the blessed are they that do his commandments. Which means we have to do the commandments. You have to listen to God. You have to obey God. You have to. That is when you can have a right to the tree of life. And you may enter in through the gates into the city. My God. So the Bible goes on to talk about without the people that are Without. The fearful, the abominable, you know. The liars, they shall have a part in the lake that burns with what? With sulfur. Verse 16. So these are Jesus' concluding remarks, isn't it? He is concluding himself. So why can't we just conclude with what what he said? And then we go home. In verse 16, he says, I, Jesus, I have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches, in the churches. So as I stand here, I'm one of the angels who has been sent to testify unto you these things, Was an angel simply means a messenger. I've sent my messenger to testify unto you these things. In the churches, I'm the root and offspring of David and the bride and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is thirsty, come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So those are Jesus' concluding remarks. And uh, this is where we end our message, the mystery of the ages, because now the mystery is complete. God himself said it is done. So this is how it will end. If you are a child of God, if you are a saint of God and you overcome, this is your destiny. This is how it shall end. But if you are contrary, and you don't obey God and listen to the gospel, you heard the word, the destiny of those that shall be in the lake of fire. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. But we won't waste our time with that. Jesus has has said, you know, I come quickly. Some people think he delays, but he himself says, I come quickly. You will come so fast that you will even be shocked. Others have departed already. They never thought today they won't be here. Jesus has already come for them. So we are not just talking about when he comes at the rapture or when he comes at the second coming. No, when your time ends on the earth, he has come for you. And you won't have an opportunity to add to your works. You you see? So the short time that we have, you need to make sure that you live for God and you work for God and you listen to God and do his bidding. And then when he comes, he comes with a reward for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. When we shall see you in the new heaven and the new earth, people will be shocked to say, is this so and so? Because of what God would have done in your life. Right. Let us stand up on our feet so that we can pray. I just want you to go before the Lord and pray so that, uh, you know, you may run your race well. I just want you to pray and say, Lord, help me so that I can run my race well. I can run this race well. Paul said you are in a race. So sometimes you may forget that you are what? You are in a race. You may forget that, but pray that... uh, 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 you may run your race well. And not to run only, but that you may finish it well. Amen. You get it? Run the race well and finish the race well. That is how we can have a right to the tree of life. So that you may also enter into the city through those gates. It's because you have run your race very well. Pray also that the Lord may direct you, right? May the Lord open your eyes to see and understand. You know, there are a lot of things that we may have spoken about, and some of these things may be still a a, a bit murky to you. Not very clear. Pray that the Lord may give you that spirit of revelation. May the Holy Spirit help you. Because the Bible says he shall teach you. He can teach you. He can teach you better than I can. In Jesus' mighty name, amen let us pray. Father, God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we want to thank you, Father God, for your word, and we want to thank you, Father God, for speaking unto us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the things that you have instructed us, the things that you have spoken unto us. We thank you, Father, for admonishing us. We thank you, Father, for encouraging us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we are praying, oh, Father God, and we beseech you by the message of Christ that you may help us, oh, Father God, to run this race in the name of Jesus, that we may run this race well, in Jesus' mighty name, and not only to run this race well, but, Father, we also want to finish well.